It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. It's a size em up Saturday. <laughs> We're going to the AFC Championship, baby. Ravens beat the Houston Texans 34 to 10. A little nerve wracking there in the first half at halftime. I don't know how people felt out there, but golly, I feel good right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is an epic day in Baltimore. It was an awesome game, especially in the second half. Lamar Jackson delivered an unforgettable performance. I mean, this was one for the ages, and this team played great defense. They showed once again, as they have done for the last four, five, six, seven weeks that this is the best team in football. They put that on display today, and now, as a result, they're going to host the first AFC Championship in Baltimore Ravens history, which is really, even just getting to that point, I think is a historic accomplishment for this team and this organization, and it's something to be celebrated. You know, there's a lot of talk coming into this game about, well, this isn't the Week 1 Texans, you know, uh, C.J. Stroud's a better quarterback and all that stuff. Well, the Ravens won by 16 points in week one. Uh, let me check the scoreboard. They won by 24 tonight. I mean, I did not expect a blowout like this. I don't know. Well, can I? You know what? All week I have kind of a saying, we're going to kick their butt <laughs> all week. Um, but still, 24 and to lay it on the way they did in the second half was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. You weren't saying that at halftime. I was not saying that at halftime. <laughs> I, was, I was not a happy camper at halftime. I mean, Look, let's just go through it. The, the Ravens offense came out, and, and it was cold. I'm not going to use the R word, the yeah. rusty word. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, I just used the word. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you can attribute it to that. I, I don't I don't think it was that. Really, I thought it was more just lack of execution. The Texans got a lot of pressure on the Ravens in the first half. They had longer developing routes down the field. They were trying to hit some big plays. It wasn't there. They were getting a lot of pressure. And then in the second half and in halftime, they made adjustments on offense that made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you go in the halftime, it's tied 10 to 10. You just gave up a punt return for a touchdown. And and the first half ended with you getting sacked on back-to-back plays and driving you out of uh, a chance to score at the end of the half. No, you're not feeling great. But I'll tell you, this team's ability to just pour it on teams, including really good teams. Like, think about the 49ers game, the Dolphins game, and tonight's game where, all right, it's kind of close, it's kind of close, you're in a slugfest, this is this is going to be a dogfight, and then you're blowing them out. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden that and, third quarter happens, and, it's, and you're like, okay, this game is in hand. Right, that's what happens when you have an offense that can just ignite and a suffocating defense. You mm-hmm. put those two things together, when both sides of the ball are clicking like that, they can pull away from people lickety-split. Yeah, because when this defense is playing the way that they have, the way they did today, you feel like a two-score lead is basically safe, especially yeah. if you're in the second half. You're like, okay, they're up 14, this game's over. And and that's just the confidence that the defense plays with, and then I think that spreads itself on offense. You know, I know you – the whole Russ thing, like I know 
there was a lot of talk about that, and you said that you don't think it's that. I think there might have been a little bit of that. In talking to some some guys today, you know, Kevin Zeitler talking to him in the locker room, he kind of said that that may have been a factor early on in this game. And, you know, so I think some of the players felt like there may have been some rust. It's been a long time since this offense played together, three mm-hmm. weeks basically since they played as a unit. And so, yeah, I think there could have been a little bit of that I mean, early in this game. The offense marched nine plays and kicked a field goal in the opening drive. So, yeah. like, you know, what, does the rust extend for the entire first half? I, I don't know. I, I more think that it's just execution. And and if it was rust, then whatever. I'm, not, I'm still not in the player starters you know, in week 18 in a meaningless game camp. So anyway, besides the point, let's, (laughs) let's talk about more fun stuff than Russ, because we know that storyline's done. Mm -hmm. All right. It's done. Here's the fun thing I want to talk about is Lamar uh, Jackson. All right. All the talk coming into this game was one in three in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It was kind of the last crutch that his critics still had, right? They're hobbling along. Well, in the playoffs, I don't know. You know, can Lamar Jackson hack it? He made history today. He became the first quarterback, first player in NFL history, this is regular season or postseason, to run for two touchdowns, throw for two touchdowns, run for 100 yards, and have a 100 passer rating. Yeah. yeah so basically you're saying uh, historic from basically you're saying it's the best dual threat quarterback performance of all time in any game. Well, I've I've, I've said probably six or seven times this year that I think that that was the best game Lamar Jackson's played. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say it oh, once again. You say it once again. I'll you're just keep a broken adding to the record, my friend. But um, no, Lamar was was excellent, and and you know the playoff thing and the record in the playoffs and the performance in the playoffs. You know, I, I think that I, I think that I get tired of the questions around Lamar and and all that stuff, and I think that he's obviously answered all of those questions. But I do think that it was a real thing with the playoffs. I think that it's something that he is very well aware of. For sure, the, the lack of playoff success up to this point, and. He was determined to change that. And to me, honestly, from the very beginning of the game, even when things weren't going great for the offense, I saw a player who was incredibly determined and focused and basically not messing around out there. I just saw that from the very beginning. He was tucking the ball and running when he felt like he needed to. He was taking contact. He was fighting for extra yards. He was challenging his teammates when he felt like they needed to to elevate. Mm -hmm. And based on what he and everybody said in the locker room, he challenged that offense in a big way at halftime. Yeah, for sure. We've talked a lot about how Lamar Jackson has become a more vocal leader this season, and teammates saw that at halftime. Lamar Jackson uh, told me, I asked him, what what was it like in there? What were you feeling? What was said? He said, it would be inappropriate to, <laughs> to tell you what I said at halftime. Later said, yeah, there's a lot of cursing going on in there. You know, this dude... He, he is he's about that business and he is locked in and he wants it really really bad and I'm not surprised that he let him have it a little bit you know the he was not protected well in that first half and beyond that you know you can you can say all that stuff it took real adjustments also to make the change right it's not like you get cussed out and you're like oh you know what yeah I should start playing better mm-hmm. but his his intensity definitely rubs off on teammates uh, I think that it keeps them. Dialed in, obviously. Uh, stresses the importance of this. And then the actual tangible, tangible changes that the Ravens made, in particular, shorter routes, not as long developing plays. Get the ball out of Lamar's hands faster. You saw that on the Ravens' opening drive. They moved down the field, scored a touchdown on the first drive, set up, by the way, by a nice long kick return by Devin DuVernay. Yeah. 
And that was just a huge touchdown drive coming out of half. Bang, bang, bang. Get the ball out of Lamar's hands. You're in the end zone. And all of a sudden, all right, you're feeling a whole lot better. Six plays, 55 yards, you're in the end zone. And and that started the runaway. Yeah, that, that drive really was kind of a, a collective exhale, I think, for the team and M&T Bank Stadium. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, this offense, now they're rolling. They're in a groove now. And, and I asked a, a bunch of players in the locker room, basically, like, what was the message and what did you take from it? And the message you know, with some colorful language mixed in was basically lock in. That was basically the message from Lamar. Like, quit screwing around. We're not doing our job offensively, and we need to focus and take advantage of this situation. That was basically the message. It was lock in with probably a few F-bombs thrown around there. <laughs> and, and you know, it was interesting talking with Nelson Aguilar, who has won a Super Bowl, scored a touchdown today, and he basically just said, we all know like this team goes as Lamar goes. And when you see your quarterback who is challenging players and basically stressing to the entire team, particularly on offense, this is we need to elevate what we're doing right now. Like, mm-hmm. this is not good enough. We are not executing. Well, and especially Everyone w- takes notice of that. Especially when you see the defense playing as well as, exactly. as it is, right? Defense is playing tonight. Like, we got to hold up our end of the bargain. That was kind of Lamar's message afterwards and and they did you know i mean it was back-to-back drives in the third quarter you go down there like i said the first drive of the second half six plays 55 yards and then it's a 12 play 93 yard backbreaker Mm -hmm. that ends in the end zone for the ravens the lamar jackson 15 yard pass to isaiah likely which he mossed another guy this year he's become he's just just renamed this man randy moss (laughs) um and, and that really 14-point lead at that point with the way the defense is playing, it was good night. Well, there's two things that stand out to me about that drive. One, and when you look at a, the, the course of a game and you see a 34-10 to 10 victory, some of these decisions kind of get lost. But the decision, fourth and one at midfield, you're at the 49-yard line. John Harbaugh decides to go for it. Mm-hmm. It looks like they dial up. They got all the big boys in there, and then they run Lamar Jackson naked on the play boot. action, naked bootleg, yep. and he picks up 14 yards, and then the Ravens continue, ultimately end up scoring, like you said, on the Isaiah Likely play. I think that that was a great decision, obviously, by John Harbaugh and this offense, and then I really love the play call, and then the execution was great. When you see Ronnie Stanley out there basically running in the secondary with a chance to block some of these DBs, yeah. it's like, all right, I like that matchup. You, you immediately knew that. That it was just but, wide open. Well, you immediately knew, you, you knew like, you got gonna, it. You were getting the first down. It's like, how far is this thing going to go? Exactly. The, the other thing I thought was actually really interesting is Isaiah Likely, earlier in the game, there was the play before Lamar's touchdown run where he tried to zip it into Isaiah Likely and it almost got picked. Yeah, it, it was, was close. almost a touchdown, almost a pick. It was, yeah, it, <laughs> it could have gone either way. But it was incomplete. And Isaiah Likely told Lamar after that play, throw it up. Mm. Throw it up. Don't just try to zip to zip right. it in there, throw it up, and I'll go get it. Right. So he basically called a shot, and then Lamar put it up there for him, and he went and mossed the guy on that touchdown. I, I, I Derek loved, Singley Jr., by the way, their best corner. Yeah, who was the number three overall pick last year, I think. So, Something like that. Um, I think that Isaiah Likely has been playing awesome. I know there was, you know, Mark Andrews wasn't activated, and there's all sorts of excitement. We're excited, too, about when Mark Andrews comes back to practice. But the way Isaiah Likely is playing, this tight end – these tight ends are awesome. I mean, he's he has been awesome. And when you add Mark back, hopefully, potentially next week, that just gives these defenses, whoever they end up playing, even more to think about. Exactly. I, I want to talk a little bit. I mean, the Houston Texans, I'm not, I want to hear from them on why Lamar Jackson was allowed to run for 100 yards. I mean, did they not remember? 
I know that Lamar's made great strides as a passer and all that stuff, and he, and he made some great throws in this game. Like, look, he only threw for 152 yards, right? Mm-hmm. But there are some big-time throws, including in the first half, um, like sideline throws. To Zay Flowers is one that jumps to mind that moved the chains in the first half of that game, right? But Lamar running for 100 yards, I, I just think that that's like, to he did a lot of damage against them with his legs, and I'll be curious to see why that was the case. They left the the middle yeah. of the field wide open in the first half. Honestly, I've been saying all year long that I feel like Lamar running more in the playoffs is something that I could see because I just feel like he that is something that is always there to a certain extent. It's like really hard to defend that. He's the best running quarterback to ever play the game. So it's really hard to take that away. He was doing less of it in the regular season for a number of reasons. But one of them, I think, was self-preservation. The Ravens wanted to run him less. He wanted to run less. But in these playoffs, again, like going back to the very beginning of the game, it just felt to me like he was so determined. He was willing to tuck it and run and take hits if he needed to. And sometimes I'm like, "Ah, don't take that hit. But like he was doing everything he could. And I think that showed how much it meant. And then uh, this is like a small thing going back to like just his mindset and mentality. And like, I don't know that anybody will make anything of this, but I I don't think it's nothing. Like Lamar is a Florida guy who has very (laughs) clearly said on many occasions, doesn't love the cold. Okay. He didn't wear sleeves today. Like, I don't think that was nothing. Like this is a guy that like hates the cold and was out here. And during the game, sleeve gate, no, not sleeve gate. I just think that like that. I think it was. I think it's a mental thing. Like he's like, I am locked in. I'm not gonna let the cold. I'm not gonna let let the weather affect me. Like I am incredibly focused, and I'm not even gonna wear sleeves because. And that, to me, that was like a subtle statement. That was that was not. It was not nothing. Okay. All right. All right. I think what's more impressive than sleeve gate <laughs> is Lamar Jackson faced a career high 75 percent blitz rate. The Texans blitzed the snot out of him. Right, he went for 120 yards and two touchdowns against that blitz. That tells you something about the maturity of Lamar Jackson being able to handle different looks, different things that a defense throws at you. Those edge rushers and that front of the Texans is pretty darn good. Jonathan Greenard, Will Anderson, those guys can get after it. And for Lamar to handle the blitz the way he did tonight, I think really speaks to the overall maturity that he's uh, that he's had as a passer and a, a full well-rounded quarterback yeah totally i mean he was he was remarkable he he really was he i think that we have said many times over the course of the season that his command of the offense has really been on display mm-hmm. and i think we saw that to an even greater level tonight both run and pass the ravens end up you know you look at the final stat line they carry the ball 42 times 229 yards on the ground lamar had 100 of them justice hill 13 for 66 gus had 10 for 40 and then dalvin cook gets 8 for 23 they ran the ball a lot in they, the second they half. ran the ball basically you know especially in that late in the third and into the fourth quarter it was kind of a run the clock turn the clock situation yeah, fourth quarter was pretty much run 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 yeah so dalvin that, cook how about dalvin cook with a 19 yarder on his first carry as a raven yeah i mean he comes in there and makes a play and justice and justice hill i thought thought ran really well tonight 13 carries 66 yards you know uh, justice is don't sleep on justice i thought i thought all season when he's held on to the ball the fumbles were an issue early in the year but when he's held on to the ball justice hill has looked really good yeah oh i thought justice had a great night i mean i think that he's 
catches the ball out of the backfield. He's got some good juice. Like I, I'm really encouraged by what I've seen from Justice. So really, really strong showing from him. All right, All right. let's after this, let's turn it to the defense. All right. We don't want to forget about them. Didn't no. let them in the end zone. Only gave up three points all night on defense. Yeah, let's talk about this after we take a break. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. All right, we're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. We want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a limited-time offer you don't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new user, you can get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, the promo code is FLOCK at DraftKings. You need to be at least 21 or older to play and physically present in Maryland. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or call 1-800-GAMBLER. BGE is all about small business being the backbone of Maryland's economy. In partnership with the Baltimore Ravens, BGE is investing in communities across Central Maryland, helping small businesses continue to thrive. Be sure to visit www.bgenow.com to learn more. Created in 2017 to empower the city's many talented youths, MRI provides arts education programs in school, after school, and during summer break taught by experts in their field. While nurturing kids' talents, MRI also promotes STEM education, enhances academic achievement, and develops business savvy. So, Garrett, let's talk about this defense. You're going up against C.J. Stroud, who is a really, really good rookie quarterback. He's made great strides. I mean, he had a, had a historic rookie season. And you keep them out of the end zone entirely. Mm -hmm. You hold them to just 175 passing yards, 19 to 33, a week after he shredded the Cleveland Browns defense. This was a dominant defensive performance by the Ravens. Yeah, totally. I mean, it really was. I think that this defense has been great all year. They think that they are the best defense in the league. I think, you know, Adafi Owe said in the locker room, you know, he's like, I know there's been a lot of great defenses here and, we feel like we're the best. And like I just think that like that's the that's the confidence that this defense carries itself with. Mm -hmm. And there have defensive football is a standard here. There's a standard of excellence, and this group is more than living up to that billing. Well, they really set the tone right away. I mean, it was the first drive. They were hitting. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Hamilton, some of the hits that he put on Devin Singletary tonight, he's Singletary's gonna remember those. Yeah. And I thought that they just came out like their hair was on fire and really did send a message early in this game. I mean, the Texans ran 14 times for 38 yards. Yeah. There was nothing going there. Nothing mm -hmm. going. It was, they were slamming their head against a brick wall. But what really stood out to me about this defensive performance is look, they've kind of feasted on big plays in recent weeks against the 49ers, against the dolphins, turnovers, sacks. They led the league in both categories they got neither yeah. tonight. They didn't have one sack, not one turnover, and they held the Texans' offense to three points. Mm -hmm. 
So that's pretty incredible. I know there was a question this week by uh, a colleague of ours, Jonas <laughs> Schaefer, calling out Jonas on the pod. <laughs> who He asked Mike McDonald, you know, do you think you guys kind of might be living a little bit too much on the turnovers, you know, kind of live or die by the turnovers? Mike was like, nah, I don't think we're living and dying by the turnovers. Mm. Like, that's not how I see it. Yeah. They proved it tonight. Well, that that is the thing. It's like, it's almost more satisfying in certain ways to just right. completely kind of break a team's will and just dominate them. Like, exactly. You want the sacks. You want the turnovers. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton had one on his head. Yeah. He should have <laughs> had that pick. Yeah. They had a lot of near sacks, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah, to, to not get any of those splash plays and still shut them down really just kind of speaks to this is not just a big play defense. This can be and is – a suffocating defense. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, um, like, you look at the, the numbers and you're like, no sacks on Stroud. Uh, pass rush probably didn't have much of an impact. But he was running. He was flushed out of the pocket a lot. And he's really it, it, good running out of the pocket and, and pretty elusive. So he does a good job of, of getting on the move. But this defense just kept him from being comfortable back there. I, I literally can't remember a pass that he threw from the pocket. Yeah. I mean, it was almost every single play mm-hmm. that he was flushed, rolling out of the pocket. Some of that was by design by the Texans. And a lot of it was because of pressure. Yeah. And he was on the move all the time. And then it was kind of looking down the field and chucking it up. Yeah. And he completed some. Yeah. Some of them were completed. Some of them were I, completed, but that, that? Yeah. that's going to happen. Right. E- even if you're playing tight coverage, you know, the long completion on one of their earlier drives against Patrick Queen, Queen was right. PQ was right there. Mm-hmm. Just completed it, right? And, like, he... I thought the Ravens did a really good job of getting him off his spot. You have a rookie quarterback who's now running from a barrage of pass rushers. I I don't even know what's going through his head. I know that he's a cool customer, and he gets a lot of credit for, you know, how he's handling the game, and nothing's too big for C.J. Stroud. When you're running for your life out there, things change for a rookie quarterback in a hostile environment like it was tonight at Empty Bank Stadium. Yeah, like, I thought Stroud was, like, I I still thought he played well. I don't think that, I don't think he seemed, um, I don't think he seemed flustered. I thought that the Ravens' defense was just, like, suffocating is the right word. Like it was hard to every he didn't inch have many options. Every inch was a fight. Yep. Like they they were they were good in coverage. They were good on pressure. They were good at disguising things. And like he just they're they're every giving up anything was a fight. And it was a total domination effort. I, I mean Roquan Smith. Let's talk about Roquan. That's Smith. What I was gonna say I you mean, would tell guy, fans about Roquan Smith after the game. I mean you know this guy is this guy is <laughs> his confidence. I think has really been the tone setter for this team. Mm-hmm. Like in every way, I in like he he look look everybody can the 2000 defense is the best of all time, right? So like you sound crazy whenever you compare this defense to that. Roquan Smith has major Ray Lewis energy when right in 2000, mm-hmm. major Ray Lewis energy. I mean the guy is unafraid to say anything, talk smack to anybody, is looking to rip your head off on every single play, like. That's who he is. It, right. it's, it's so reminiscent of Ray. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And everybody just follows suit. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, he sets the tone. Everybody else follows suit, just like it was with Ray Lewis. And he, like, he, he was doing that today. Like, he was, he, man, like, he never, 
makes a tackle, and it's like a soft tackle. Like every time he makes a tackle, he crushes somebody. Right. Every time. Led the team with seven tackles, two for loss tonight. And after the game, uh, you know, he was wearing a very interesting outfit. It was kind of, he was Denim Dan in there. It was the full head-to-toe denim with like this green and blue, like snakeskin shoulder kind of thing going on. The black cowboy hat. Mm -hmm. And he said... You know, I was going to wear this earlier this year, this outfit, because Rose got some outfits. He's He's got some nice looks this year. And he said, but I didn't get around to it. But then I figured I'd wear it today. You know, they're from Houston, the Texans, and all that stuff. Uh, well, guess what? I'm your daddy. <laughs> and those are the quotes. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. Those are the quotes he's been delivering all year long. And, like, and, and he was also asked, like, you know, do you have a preference? You know, and that's going to be what, you know, for the next uh, 24 hours here, Ravens fans are debating. Do you have, would you rather see the Bills or the Chiefs? I, Roquan, I don't care. I do not care. Like, I don't care <laughs> if I'm playing my little cousin, my grandma. If they come into the bank, they're going to get dealt with. And that's how I feel about this team coming in here, whoever it is. Like, and I just, I really, I don't think it's lip service. I think it, it is a genuine feeling. And when the defense plays with that mindset, I think that it, the thing that I love about this team is that all of these things are working together. Mm-hmm. The defense is carrying itself that way. That's giving the offense confidence and the ability to play somewhat free, especially in the second half. Lamar is so focused and dialed in that nobody feels like they can slack in any way. And so then the offense is like, all right, well, the defense is going to, they're going to handle things. We need to pick things up. And then all of a sudden, the offense has all this firepower. They're making plays. The defense then gets even hungrier because they can just go feast when teams are trying to come back. Yep. All this is like the ultimate complimentary football. Yeah, absolutely. Just want to shout out a few other guys on defense. I thought Arthur Millette played a really good mm-hmm. game. Some of his pressures off the edge were difference makers. Kyle Hamilton set the tone early in this game, as did Jadavion Clowney, going against his former team, the team that picked him number one overall, his first playoff game against them. Uh, the veteran was getting after it early in this game, so props to him. And, and then, of course, Patrick Queen also, five tackles. Dude's always bringing it. It was funny with Jadavion Clowney because he was like, you know, asked him about the win, and he's like, yeah, you know, first thing he brings up, you know, I, I used to play there, so it was big to, to beat them. And then I was like, well, earlier this week, you said you didn't care about playing them. He's like, yeah, but... It always changes afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's always the case. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah, well, it, it did matter a little bit. Yeah, oh, I, I remember, uh, you know, he played a bunch of his former teams this year. He played yeah. the Titans, he played the Seahawks, he played the Browns twice. Yeah, and uh, the Texans, you know, not twice. And now the Texans twice. Before the second game against the Browns, uh, I said, hey, man, you've already completed the sweep against your former teams. He said, nah, 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 I got one more. Yeah. Got one more to go. Got to beat the Browns both times. Didn't get it done. Well, he got this one done against the Texans. Yeah, I think he'd rather this one. So um, I, he's playing great ball. So just quickly uh, looking ahead to the AFC Championship. Well, I, I, we okay. do need to talk a little bit about you, you can't be giving up any more punt return touchdowns. Yeah, that was a screw up. That was a bad gaffe. That was, that was bad. And it didn't hurt the Ravens ultimately. But yeah. you can't be giving up. 67-yard punt return touchdowns in the playoffs. John Harbaugh, after the game, said it it really wasn't – it wasn't the punt that they had drawn up. It was supposed to be a punt to the left side. It went basically right down the middle, and they just took it right up the middle. The Ravens were schemed to play that up the left sideline. Yeah. And so not a great punt, you know, one that Jordan Stout would like to have back, but special teams – redeemed itself with the Devin DuVernay uh, kick return and Devin's first game back from IR. That really did kick off the second half in, in the best possible way. 
Yeah, totally. So next week, the Ravens will host the AFC Championship, M&T Bank Stadium, 3 o'clock. The Ravens <laughs> will get the winner of the Bills and Chiefs, who play Sunday at uh, 6 p.m. Oh, so, God, it's like, going to be so fun to watch that. No one. Oh, yeah. This You're is, already, oh, it's the best. Getting Playing the <laughs> playing the first game of the weekend and winning, <gasps> now you just get to enjoy everything the, the rest of the weekend. It's incredible. But um, and this is the first time. There's been a lot of great Ravens teams. This is the first AFC Championship the Ravens <laughs> have ever hosted, so I think that says something. Any look, look, early look. thoughts? Uh, here's my closing thought and an early thought, Okay. This is the best Ravens team in Ravens history. Okay. The best. And I think it's better than 2000 Ravens. I think it's better than 2012 Ravens. Look, winning the title, of course, makes you an all-time team, right? Of course. They can never take that away from you. The 2011 team, everybody says, including John Harbaugh, basically, that was a better team Mm -hmm. than the 2012 team that won it all. So if you're taking winning it all out of the equation, you're just saying, who's the best team? Right. The 2023 Ravens are the best team. Well, the 2020 offense was didn't hold couldn't hold a candle to this offense. Mm-hmm. The 2012 all, they got hot, but they weren't as good as this team on both right. sides of the ball. Yeah. This is the best team in Ravens history, folks. Let's go win it all. Let's just go win it all. I like that. I like the sound of that. Well, in order to do that, they got to win next weekend. Uh, whether it's the Bills, whether it's the Chiefs, I think this team is going to feel good going into that game. So enjoy this one. These are the wins that you remember for a long time. Yep. So enjoy this, Ravens fans. You can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, we appreciate those emails as always, and we will be back with you this week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.